Welcome to another episode. We are very excited about today's show. And before we begin, we have your product special of the week. So Jesse, you're with me. And before I toss it over to Jesse, I just want to let everyone know that on Monday is Pageant Planet's 10th um, year anniversary, 10th year, 10 year anniversary, and also International Pageant Day. So um, Pageant Planet started in 2009 on April the 8th. It's when our first version of our website was officially live. And um, in honor of that, um, we started housing an International Pageant Day. There's National Pageant Day. There's National Calendar Days for everything like strawberries, ice cream, pizza day. So we're like, why isn't there one for pageantry? So we started this more than like about three or four years ago. And like every year, contestants and former title holders all over the world, they wear their sashes to work, to school, to their pageant, which is fitting. Um, and they upload photos of themselves um, wearing that sash or previous photos that they have of themselves wearing that sash with the hashtag International Pageant Day. So you can follow that hashtag on Instagram and thousands of people like do this. I mean, I remember our first year when we launched it on Twitter, when we really started following the hashtags, there was 100,000 new hashtags that got formed just in Twitter. So wow. it was a ton of engagement and, and all that. So really excited about that. So happy birthday, Pageant Planet, on Monday. So Jesse, what do you have for us in honor of this 10-year anniversary? So every year, we always do a crazy sale to celebrate. This year is no different. We're doing 10 days of coaching for 10 bucks. That's it. $10, 10 days, crazy. So you'll get our virtual coaching membership which means unlimited written correspondence. You can send me your paperwork. You can send me your headshots. You can send in your wardrobe items. You can just simply ask a question about your platform, your strategy, your brand, whatever you need to know to get ready for your pageant, we will answer it. So that is 10 days, $10. You can get access to it by visiting pageantplanet.com backslash coaching. Okay. Is there a coupon code with this or anything? And is there like a um, I know on some of our other memberships, we have a, like a, a timeline, like a custom prep timeline. Yes. And that's not all, Stephen. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So when you sign up for the VC membership, I've been waiting to say that. When you sign up for our VC membership for this incredible deal, you'll also get access to our pageant prep timeline. So I know we talked about it before, but I'll do a quick refresh. Every single month, I think it's even every two weeks or so, Stephen, right? As it gets closer to the pageant date. Yeah, so it's uh, you get an email, um, at least an email a month that kind of says, okay, here's where you are, here's where you should be, here's what you should have done last month, here's some tips, here's some links, et cetera. And that way it just keeps you on track. You don't feel like you're forgetting anything. We're right by your side. So that comes with it too. And then we will also give you, if you sign up on Monday, April 8th, International Pageant Day, we will also throw in a free mock interview with me. So you'll get the 10 days of coaching, the pageant prep timeline, and the mock interview for 10 bucks. With Jesse Ledoux, like the most famous pageant coach on the planet. So that's a, that's a pretty freaking <laughs> good deal for 10 bucks. You can't even go to Starbucks for 10 bucks. Okay. So there is a coupon code okay. and it's podcast. Okay, so it's podcast, um, all capital letters, yes. Yes, okay. I actually don't know if it's case sensitive. Yeah, so all capital letters. Um, and you go to backslash coaching and you choose the option VC to get it. There's also like the VIP and the VIP platinum, but they don't have the trials that you just go right in to, to getting that plus mock interviews and one-on-one -on -one coaching. So 
you can read all about it on backslash coaching. Cool. Cool. Anything else? No, let's celebrate International Pageant Day. <laughs> all right. Upload your photos. Hashtag International Pageant Day on Monday, April the 8th. Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome to another episode. Today, Jesse Ledoux and myself, we are going to be discussing to post or not to post? That is the question. Social media guidelines for the crown. So Jesse, set the stage for us. Stephen, we are reaching a point in society where many Miss and under contestants have been raised in technology. Most of them have been on social media nearly their entire lives or their parents have, so they've seen it. Some may even be tagged in their own baby pictures that their parents posted when they were born, which I think is so awkward. (laughs) Yeah. Got to love the moms out there who was not raised with social media and they do not know that. Like see tagged photos and the first one is like hot out the womb, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So So, true. Suffice to say, social media is the quickest, easiest, cheapest way to brand yourself because most platforms are free. um, They're accessible. There's really no limits other than age restrictions on who can have these channels. So it's a it's a must for anyone pursuing a crown. Yeah, completely. Do you remember when you got your first, um, you know, because we weren't raised with smartphones. No. So this is like, do you remember when you got your first text message? Like what grade well, you're in or? I got, a, I got a track phone in junior high. So it was like the prepaid Nokia. It was like 10 cents a text. So it was only for texting my parents if I was like needed to get picked up. Got it. I didn't, I didn't get my first smartphone. I like held off as long as possible. I loved my flip phone. I didn't get my first smartphone, Steven, you're going to die until 2012. 2012. (laughs) I held out for a long time. Uh, Okay. So our, um, our international audience, they don't have the same grade structure as us. So junior high was how old? Uh, 13, 13. Okay. 13. Mm-hmm. When you got your first Nokia where you could send the text and you didn't yes, get your no first pictures, nothing. 2012 is when you got your first. You yes. Know, I, I have but to, people had them like way earlier. Yeah. I have to admit, I feel like mine was between 2011 and 2014, somewhere around there where I got my first okay. smart, m- smartphone. So you were a late adopter too. I was a late adopter. Totally uh, fine. And, um, Partly of the reason why I was a late adopter is I was so broke and they were so expensive. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, the heck? And then you had the data plans and it was just intimidating. But I can remember I got my first text message from a girl when I was in college. So I'm 21. I got my first text message and she was like, hey. I'm like, how'd she do that? And I just put my <laughs> phone down. I remember I was like by the oven, like how in the world did she do that? So... <laughs> needless to say like you know it, we weren't raised with it so we weren't uh, yeah a lot a lot you individuals that are listening to this we didn't i mean we all go through the awkward stage and we all go through things where we don't realize social cues um or anything like that and that compounded with social media you know it, it, we had our awkward situations in like a one-on-one meeting 
right? Like where you're hanging mm-hmm. out with friends and you're like, mm, probably calling your, calling your crush's house and their parents answer, right? Yeah. Like that's what it was. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah. So things like that, right? And we didn't like profess our love to our crush on social media where other people could go back and look at it, you know, six years later or however your kids or whatever. So like this whole thing is extremely new. You know, even if you were raised with it, it's extremely new. And that's why it's really important. I just, I can picture you getting the chirp of a text and being like, what the what? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like aliens have come down from the earth. Yeah. And I was like, how is she doing? And we had the T9. So where you had to be like, <laughs> right? You had to be like 999-74. And then you had I to hit send. T9. I loved it. Oh. I could text like a fiend on T9. Anyway, we are totally on a tangent. Yeah, so yeah, let's get back to it. Total tangent avenue. That was a great okay. tangent. Very reminiscent for me. <laughs> okay, so so speaking of social media, which is what this is all about, Stephen, I know that you and I actually don't post a lot to our personal channels. Yeah. Um, but what was your last post and what does it say about you? And so the third part. So what did your last post? What does it say about you? And does it fit into your brand? Yeah, so um, my last post was my friends and I, uh, Renata and I and a group of friends, we went to London, then we rented some cars and we drove around Scotland and it was a post of us just basically screaming at the camera like having the best time ever in the mountains somewhere. So what it says about me is that I love to be around people, which I do, and I like to have fun and I don't take myself too serious. So it's hard to think that like all of that thought has to go into every post and it shouldn't just come naturally because if it's your post on your page, it should be on brand. But like the biggest thing as a title holder is I don't want you to feel confined to post only pageant related content. But if a judge or director looks at your profile after meeting you, it should just reinforce why they loved you and not cause any distractions. Like, hmm, that doesn't seem like the girl I just met, etc. So our whole plan is all of your posts just be authentically you. So let's talk about social media strategy. And I love this tip. We, of course, asked our Instagram audience and there was a very clear something like, in short, don't post. Stephen, do you want to finish the sentence and let us know who said it? Yeah. uh, You don't want your grandma to see it. Like, don't post what you don't want your grandma to see. And this was by Lexi Smiles. Um, Yeah. Really pretty girl, too. A lot of people actually made that comment. So I had to give Lexi the credit because she like totally finished the sentence like just like that. But it it must be like a common phrase that people say. So I totally get it. And it makes perfect sense. Nothing you'd want a first grader to see. Nothing you'd want your grandma to see. Right. That's great. All right. And then um, what else should we not post? So we have it kind of broken down into three sections for today. Okay. Um, The first is the hot topic. So I want like... I don't want you to steer clear of it, but I want you to use this Instagram submission from our friend Deidre um, about how to approach it. So, Stephen, why don't you read uh, Deidre's suggestion? Yeah, this is styled by Deidre, and she says topics to avoid would be posting your personal opinion on a sensitive or political topic, especially in a way that is not helpful or respectful. Yes, have an opinion on matters, especially if getting interviewed by media, but in general, don't go personal opinion on social media crazy, and especially don't think you will change anyone's opinion on the topic via a social media debate. So true. So 
big tip of advice for anyone out there. This is a quick and easy way to lose friends and fans. And if you're planning a wedding and the guest list is too big, post something political. It'll be very easy <laughs> for you to cut your list down. And not that I'm planning on doing that anytime soon, but I think that would probably work. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That that would hack it down very quickly. <laughs> I mean, just post something about Trump, whether you're for him or against him and watch like followers flee. Oh Lord. Yeah, that's, that's all you have to do. Yeah. So, okay. So I rarely see people start debates and they end well. Like Deidre says, you're likely not going to change anyone's mind in 2D. And by 2D, I mean like in text when you're not able to have a, a conversation with them. It's not face to face, et cetera. You need to be educated on the topics. However, it's just not necessary unless it's platform related in some capacity, even still, I'd plan to do your best to kind of skate around it. But even if you're not competing at this time, but you plan to delete seems permanent, but this is the digital age, but anything can be screenshotted and saved for a later time. So play it safe. Yeah. And I mean, to go back to the very top of it, like you and I, we don't post a whole lot. I can only speak for me. The only reason I started on social media was because I saw this as a trend and it was good for our business. So I'm like, all right, this is like what we got to do. And so by default, I started posting on my own. But now that like pageant planet took off, I'm like, okay, people don't need to know who I am. They just need, I just want them to know who the brand is, mm -hmm. you know? So that's what the focus there. So like for you, um, you, the, the listeners, you, um, if you're really heated about a political topic, like, please note, like, I mean, yeah, it's your social media channel. You can do whatever you want. But if you post that, you're just going to get arguments and it's going to cause your blood to raise and you're going to be stressed out and like arguing back and forth with these people online. And it's like, what's the end goal? And mm -hmm. especially if judges do stumble upon your social media channel, which I've got a like really clearly behind the scenes story for this. Um, and they see that and they see how you're responding that could go very negatively towards your interview and it could sway mm -hmm. the one way or the other. Cause the judges, when they do see something on social media, they will share it with one another. Well, I would take it a step further. Even so people are very willy nilly about being Facebook friends. I personally only like people that I've met or would call or text or whatever. And I even still don't post a lot of like hot topic issues, but a lot of people are willy nilly. So let's say you win your title, you become friends on Facebook with someone that works at an organization that you want to partner with, or you have partnered with. And all the people that work at that organization, even if you're aligned on that, they're all people too. They might have differing opinions, that could definitely hurt that relationship too. So it's not just about impressing judges or trying not to alienate judges. It's anyone you're looking to make a relationship. So it's so much bigger than that. Yeah, completely. I mean, we have our own personal chat mm -hmm. like um, that's like behind closed doors that is only open to our staff. And I still don't post all of my personal opinions on that. Right. And I mean, mm -hmm. I'm the boss. <laughs> it's technically it's my chat right yeah. you know uh, you know courtesy of mark zuckerberg but like it is but even there it's like why you know so if it doesn't help move people forward and move the conversation forward or to this point like if it's not on your brand then just don't like save it like have a friendly debate with your boyfriend or your mom mm -hmm. or your dad or somebody like that where you can just talk about how ridiculous the world is or whatnot steven do you want to talk about uh, Miss Teen USA. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and 
this is a case in point. Um, you know, oh gosh, Carly Hay, Miss Teen USA, she posted something derogatory on Twitter like years before she won. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it came back because as soon as you get in the spotlight, the media especially, they're going to be looking through with a fine tooth cold and try to find something because they're trying to get more viewership. They're trying to make things go viral, et cetera. And, you know, I don't really think, I, I don't know. I find it hard to believe that somebody that young, the age that she was, I feel like she was 11 or 10, like she really grasped the implications of like what she said. I find it hard to believe that she did at that age. But, um, you know, so they found it and they brought it out and it was a big to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't try to be cool on social media. Just be smart. Yep, exactly. And again, like you said, things live forever now. So even if you didn't, even if you didn't even mean it at one time, it may come back to haunt you. So it's better just, like I said, like you said, be cool. Yeah, be cool. Don't be all uncool like <laughs> that Bravo quote. Be cool. Don't be all uncool. All right, next one. All right, one. so that was Hot Topics. Um, what's the next thing which you should um, either post or not to post? So the next strategy is to determine your goal. Um and then this came from Queen of NACL. I'm not sure what that stands for, but you can look her up on Instagram and find out. Stephen, why don't you read her submission? She said, my philosophy is to post highlights and encouragement and never bring anyone down. When you have a platform such as social media, you should use it as a tool to do good in the world. Totes agree. So I'm personally a fan of fairy godmothering social media. Like I love liking and posting emojis everywhere. Like that is just me. I like I am totally on board. With this queen, I do the same thing. Now, if that isn't naturally you, you listeners, or you feel uncomfortable commenting on like sister queens you might not have met in person yet, like I get it. Not everyone is as beyond extroverted as I am. Um, So if over positivity isn't your thing, what is? And I, I challenge all of you to think about what is that thing that you will own on social media? Is it really important for a contestant to, it is, it is really important to identify what will your message be on social media? And if you've identified your three brand words, think about them every time you post something like we talked about with Steven. Does it tie into one of those three brand words? And if not, do you need to adjust the tone or the caption so it does? Yeah. And like check your current feed. Are there any brand words that are like not clear? Like say one of yours is driven, but you've never posted anything about work your ambition or your work ethic like can you make more of a strategic caption right motivational quotes you see like more in environment shots of you at work you know things like that yeah you should your feed should make it clear at first glance who you are like you should like someone should be able to look through your feed and think okay she looks like for me wow she looks like she celebrates life she looks authentic she's got like spirit behind everything she does I get that. And I do think that's the truth with my feed. Um, But whatever your brand words are, just do a quick scroll and see if it looks cohesive and it fits into those categories. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's it's really good. And have we even talked about like if this is the first time somebody's listening to our podcast, do they even know the importance of brand as it pertains to interview? Or should we even cover that real quick? Started. Well, we can touch it. We can touch on it real quick. Okay. Um, Your brand words, there's five that I would suggest that you think about if you've never done it before. Um, It's the three words that best describe you and then two words that describe your personal style. And those five words are kind of your jigsaw puzzle of, of you. So you put them all together and then as you're choosing your wardrobe, as you're writing your resume, et cetera, I want you to always reflect on those five words and think, 
does this feed into this puzzle that I've created for myself or does it feel detached? And I always use this example. If your, um, if your words are sophisticated, driven, um, and ambitious, and you wear a pink frilly dress, it doesn't necessarily sound like the same person. Not that a driven, ambitious person can't wear a pink frilly dress, but you have a, a very small window of time to make an impression on the judges and it has to be memorable. So if they look like they're meeting two different people, uh, usually it's not going to result in positive, um, a positive placement for you. So it's important to be consistent. Again, it's strategic in the moment for that pageant because you don't have a ton of time. So narrow in on those five grand words and every decision you make has to tie back to one of them. Yeah, we, we've all we've all met people that they do something. I was like, gosh, they they seem fake. <laughs> like like they're trying too hard. And in pageantry, right, you're surrounded by all this beautiful competition, boys or girls, however it goes. And it's probably really easy for you to try to pretend to be them. You know, so your brand words keep you honestly you throughout the whole process, from mm-hmm. your verbiage to your wardrobe to how you act. You just remind yourself, nope, this is who I am. And it really helps you stand out and be unique. So, yeah, exactly. Okay. So, um, the first was <laughs> the context for this was don't post anything you wouldn't want your grandma to see. Next is don't post hot topics. Uh, the next one was like determine your goal, like what's your brand guideline, and only post things that pertain to that. Um, what's the last one? So, I've titled the last one The Obvious. Yes, The Obvious. So, so um, who knows better than our queen of PR, Katerina? So, Let's see what Katerina had to say about this topic. Okay, so Katerina says, um, she says, this is probably obvious, but no photos with illegal substances or alcohol are a huge no. And I'll also say like no nudes or semi-nudes um, or no like kissing your boyfriend, like <laughs> crown and sash, like all over there, you know, so um, I would throw those ones in. My, my note on the semi-nude, though, because there are systems that still are very model-driven, they do embrace like a, a teeny bikini pick yep. or something a little uh, more editorial. So I would like I do have a rule of thumb that I will jump the gun here and, and put it in here instead of later is if you're in doubt, ask three totally different people to look at the post first. Yeah. Like okay. ask your mom. Ask your best friend, ask your director, shoot, send it to us. Who cares? Like, we love to see it. Yep. It's always helpful to have like different demos look in because there are all kinds in the industry. And this is, and this is the real kind of behind the scenes story. I was at a pageant. I was emceeing. I wasn't judging, but I was there in the judges meeting sitting there. And one of the judges found a girl who had modeled for, I mean, it was Sports Illustrated. So it wasn't a small thing but no top and it was just pretty much her hands covered mm. right and that threw them off so much that she was winning and when you came out of there she got um is either first runner up or second runner up but she was winning by like landslide but because of that there was conservative judges on the panel they saw that and they're like it's like this is not the girl that we want and i'm like right I was in the back. I'm like, it's a, she's in modeling. It's, it's a paid photo shoot, right? I'm like, it's, she's there to do what they want, but they, they were too conservative for it. And it's not a system that you would think that would be overly conservative. Hmm. So I was, um, I was, I was really, that has always stayed with me on that. But, you know, that's what that, what 
one panel wasn't looking for at the time. And it was if a you're a paid, yeah. And if you're a paid model and you're doing shoots all the time, just for now, like use the three person rule and maybe choose the angle that's a little bit less risque. Yeah. So not like you can't not post your profession if you if you are proud of it and you want to show it off, but just keep in mind there are people that are looking for different things in their title holders. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Okay, so on that so on that yes. note, what what are your so, comments towards um, Katarina's? <laughs> so first of all, I'm glad you didn't try to say her last name. What do you know her? Catacolids, catacolides. Catacolitis? I think it's catacolitis. She's been for still, years. I'm I've never had to impressed. say her last name. Yeah. I'm okay. still pretty impressed at you. Thank you. Anyway. Okay. So I get it, Katarina. We all like to let loose from time to time. Like get done up, take the town by storm, been there, done that, still do it. <laughs> so keep keep these photos to a minimum if you are an active title holder or a contestant. And even if it's not showing up on your feed, but your friends are tagging you, trust me, people can find it. Any any woman that's an ex-girlfriend of anyone will find it because um, that's what we do. We're like the FBI. <laughs> um, so even if judges don't see it like a bitter parent of someone who did not take home the title, definitely will find it. Um, a contestant that um, might be a little bit jealous will likely find it. Yeah. Um, director of a different system might find it. So my devil's advocate comment on this though, if you are of legal age and you're out with your friends and want to take a nice picture, fine, but be prepared to discuss it in interview, but never, never ever drink or engage in substance abuse or foul language language. Well, in your crown and sash, that is a non-negotiable. If you're in your plain clothes and you're out and you take a picture, you're of age and you have, a glass in your hand. I don't think it's the end of the world, but like I said, be prepared to talk about your lifestyle and the lifestyle choices you make. Um, it'll more likely be like a challenge question. I don't think judges are really going to condemn that choice if you're if you're legally doing so. Um, but in your crown and sash, it's just like a no fly zone. I always say like when I was um, Miss International, I go to events. And then if I was done with my duties for the night and I wanted to stay in the same place or go somewhere else, I would just take off my crown and sash and I would just be Jesse. Um, still being appropriate, Jesse, of course, but I, I would never in a million years take a picture of my crown and sash with a glass of wine in my hand. It just isn't something I would ever recommend. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed wholeheartedly. Okay. So if you were to summarize this whole episode, how would you do that? Well, I spoiled my summary already, <laughs> but, um, so I'll, I'll, I'll repeat it cause it is worth saying. So in summary, one is your feed that of the title holder you hope or plan to be. That is a huge one. Um, I think contestants think it looks great. It's really cute. It's really stylish. But I'm like, okay, but does it look like you're looking at Miss USA's feed? And oftentimes say, like, okay, no, what can I do to improve it? And we work on that. Two, does it serve your brand? Like we talked about, identify those brand words, do a quick scan, make sure it suits you, make adjustments if necessary. And three, is it appropriate? So when in doubt, just ask three different people, three different backgrounds, if they think the post is something that the world, aka the judges, need to see. Yeah. And if in doubt, just don't post it. Just wait till after your pageants and then post it. Like post it like once you're done with pageants or once you retire or whatever, then you can post it, right? So <laughs> <laughs> 
So thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. And if you've received any benefit from the show or for ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It might seem like a small action, but it really does help us keep the show going. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.